We are all unique, and how each of us moves through life by working with the unseen, spiritual parts of us looks different. If one way you access support is through books, and you haven't tried the Soulquake Survival Guide yet, today's a great day to try it before you buy it. Head to the show notes where I have a link for you to receive a free PDF of the first chapter. Enjoy the first chapter, and if you love it, you can find it on Amazon Worldwide in paperback, audio, and ebook. Your journey matters, my friend, and reviving your connection to spirit in earth-shaking times can be a game changer. Welcome to Enthusiastically Spiritual, a place to embrace and share enthusiasm for living life from your heart. When you embrace enthusiasm in your life, it can bring more joy, happiness, love, and how about fun? So stepping into and sharing your enthusiasm in the world, well, that's a gift. So please sit back, relax, and prepare to receive some enthusiastic vibes starting now. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Enthusiastically Spiritual. I'm your host, Teresa. So in today's episode, I've got a spiritual duo from the Indigo Sanctuary with me today. Their names are Pam and Andy, and they are spiritual artists and entrepreneurs who are the creators of the Indigo Sanctuary, which is an online source of handcrafted, Reiki-infused yoga, home sanctuary, sound healing, gemstone healing, and meditation products. Pam is a yoga teacher who focuses her practice on yin yoga. She has taught yoga in homeless shelters, nursing homes, senior citizen centers, as well as in studios and gyms. Andy is an environmental advocate, having worked for the EPA for 20 years. Before then, he represented organic food producers and was involved with the U.S. Organic Food Production Law of 1990. They are both certified Nepali sound healers trained by Grandmaster Sri in Kathmandu, Nepal. Pam and Andy have conducted yin yoga and singing bowl sound bath programs and conducted chakra balancing sessions throughout the Philadelphia area. They are lovers of nature and collect gemstones in their travels across the U.S. They cut, shape, and polish these gemstones in their home lapidary studio and incorporate them into spiritual artwork and malas. Pam and Andy have traveled extensively through Nepal and continue to work collaboratively with their business partners, Jaki and Tulsi in Nepal. Pam and Andy believe in giving back and they have established a scholarship program which pays the tuition for two young girls in Nepal. So I'd like to welcome you both, Pam and Andy, to Enthusiastically Spiritual. Thank you. Thank you. So one thing I want to first start with is there's actually some common ground that we have between us that we may not, you may not know about, but I want to share with you is I am a huge rock hound. Like, and I didn't even know that name existed or what it meant, but I went on your website and did some, you know, background checking and searching. I said, rock hound, that is what I am too. We love rock hounding and we love sharing it with other rock hounds and other people who would like to be rock hounds. Yes. yes, (laughs) And that means just going out and searching for rocks and finding the right one for you. Correct. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I just got back from a trip out west and I was up in the Deadwood area and I went to a um, a cave and they had some rocks there that they were selling. So I picked up some there and some other places too out west. But it was, I, I just love finding specific special rocks for myself when I'm out and about. 
and we do too. It's, it's really exciting. And it's so magical. It ties you in to nature and the, the, the force in the universe. And it reminds us that we're a part of it all. Without a doubt. And how those specific ones are out there, maybe for the specific person, right? <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. And also, besides being a rock hound, um, I did Reiki. So um, I'm not a Reiki master, but I did one and two. I love going to sound healing journeys. And I know you guys are really big into sound and healing in that aspect. And I, too, have a spiritual soulmate. Now, I know you guys have been together for quite a few years, but having that spiritual soulmate to do your work with is so magical. Do you agree with me? Oh, yes. It, It really adds such a synergistic energy. Without a doubt, for sure. So the first thing I want to talk about is your path to your service. So I know you guys have been together for quite a few years, like 40, right, Andy? Yes. <laughs> that's well, quite a few. Married. That's yeah, quite we've a few. We've been married years. 36 years. Oh, 36 years. years but, you married, yet, yeah. okay. yes, but we met very young. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. as you met and married and had your life, you clearly had regular, what I call regular, kind of careers and then moved into your spiritual path years later. So I'd like you to just maybe individually just kind of tell the listeners a little bit about your journey of how you kind of got to this spiritual aspect of your life right now. Yes. um, I was always a rock hound as a young child, and I went to art school to be an artist, to be a sculptor. Um, But along the way, I got drawn into a more traditional conservative career path um, because at the time it felt practical, but I always wanted to get back to the more creative heart centered, um, you know, lifestyle. Um, But we had children and I was working a, a, a job. I worked for the environmental protection agency and it got to a point where I got sick. I got cancer And um, after I recovered, I realized that I wanted to change um, my trajectory. While I was sick, I did get very active in yoga and meditation, and that really helped me. And um, and then I started. I gave up sugar. I started running marathons. Pam had run marathon before, and we ran together to marathons. And um, I just wanted to you know, change my life in a different direction. Yeah. And um, health and wellness has always been part of my life. I grew up in uh, Brookline, Massachusetts. Uh, it was a very holistic place. Um, and um, my uh, mother was a single mom and um I was an empath and I could feel her pain. So I um, struggled with a lot of my emotions um, because I felt her emotions. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, health and wellness um, became really part of my life in high school. Uh, so the first um, thing I changed, my mother was a great cook, but it wasn't exactly um, the best for me was um, was not having sugar. I mean, I changed other things, but if I had to say what really changed my moods 
and brought me back to my authentic self was kicking the habit of sugar. So mm -hmm. um, my mother was a great baker and she loved baking her uh, traditional recipes with uh, natural fruits and, and she experimented and she saw a big change in me. And um, then I started running and um, I, I recommend any grounding exercise for empaths. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be running. For me, it was running, but any grounding exercise that brings you back into your body. Mm -hmm. um, so that was another tool. Um, in college, I started uh, doing yoga when it was really, no one really did yoga, but it really helped me with uh, my running and to prevent injuries. So um, I got very involved in yoga and meditation. I would say uh, when I was young, it was more yoga. When I um, got older, um, I found that meditation was um, more of my top, top priority. Like if I didn't have time, meditation, then yoga. Um, and um, I always liked making things like Andy. And I loved crystals but I was not finding those crystals in nature. Even though I loved hiking, I didn't stop to find rocks. I just went on my journey in the beautiful atmosphere of nature. I, the crystals that I found were in crystal shops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the normal way we find them, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But, um, you know, um, because Andy and I are into uh, living as naturally as possible, we realize over time that the most authentic way to uh, find crystals is by rock hounding. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of crystals are dyed. Mm -hmm. um, they're not... Um, you don't know where they're from. And we were very, um, very like, just, we really wanted to really do this with ethical sourcing. Ethical sourcing was very important to us. Ethically sourced stones, gemstones. So we call them everything. I mean, I know it's crystals, gemstones, rocks. I mean, we're rock hounds, so even something that is not a crystal um, that we can place in our garden that has that looks really pretty. It's a big rock. We love, you know, we love all, we love them all, right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> you don't, yeah. Do, um, yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. It's like um, I'll, I'll take anything. It's it's the feeling is for myself is what it is. It's about you know how does it make me feel. And relating Absolutely. to that energy of the stone or the crystal or whatever it may be in my in my house or outside of my house, I'm the same way. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, energy is is so important in in all that Pam and I do. We we think of ourselves as spiritual artists and we tap into that energy, and so we really do try, as Pam said, to you know to be as pure and close to nature in all that we do and energy as we can. 
And to me, that's a big thing these days, a big deal, because there's not a lot of that going on right now. You find, you know, big quantities of things being produced and, and it's not really ethically sourced products. And you can feel the difference. And I know on your website that you guys create a lot of what you sell. So share about some of those items. I noticed you've got a nice, beautiful bolo, bolo tie on there, Andy. Um, we, we love wearing things with gemstones. So we, we do make a variety of things with our gemstones. Um, I, we make bolo ties, which I love. And we make malas with our stones. A lot of times, Pam and I will make the gemstone and then we'll make a wood base for it, whether it's a bolo tie or a mala. So we'll make the wooden setting for it. And we try to use a wood that we find or that we reclaim as much as possible. Another thing we've been doing lately is gemstone adorned singing bowl playing sticks. So what we do is singing bowls have predominant notes for chakras Mm -hmm. and gemstones have predominant chakras. So we like to add to the synergistic energy of the two by pairing a gemstone playing stick for the chakra note of the bowl. So we do that. Um, We do a lot of pieces like we, we do, it's a, a himsa hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's on our Facebook page or Instagram. Um, and it's a traditional symbol of many cultures. Mm-hmm. We do spiritual art. We like to do plaques and sculptures and planters that people can put in their house that have crystals in them as well. Mm-hmm. And finally, we do work collaboratively with artists that we are friends with in Nepal. Um, there's a town called Bhaktapur, which is, it stands for the city of devotees. And we have friends there who we've met in Nepal who come from a long line of traditional carvers. So we work with them and we tell them what we're looking for and whether it's for a setting for something or a wall plaque. And together we work on the design and it, it respects their traditions but it also lets us incorporate our stones and we love the collaborative art process. Wow. So the connection with Nepal, how did that come to come to surface? Because that's a really magical energetic place in itself. It, it really is. Um, we went to Nepal to go and experience, you know, certainly the mountains and trekking, but we wanted to go and experience how they practice yoga and meditation because that is, you know, yoga and meditation, you know, is very a rich tradition in Nepal and Tibet. Right. So we went to Nepal and it seemed that we were drawn to be there because we, the universe introduced us to, you know, two of our, we call them family now, you know, two of our family members, Jackie and Tulsi. And Jackie is a singing bowl healer and Tulsi is a wood carver. So they both brought us along through our education. Jackie was our first singing bowl healer, a teacher. And then he introduced us to another master, you know, one of the major masters in Nepal. And we studied with him 
And um, we've been introduced to the Nuari culture, which is the culture in Bhaktapur. And um, we try to really be true to respecting their culture and their traditions. And um, we always seek permission with them. Like, can we do this? Um, We ask them to educate us on their culture all the time. Um, And we like to be able to share the magic of their culture. Beautiful. Well, I can definitely see that as I was perusing your website. It's through the whole thing, the beautiful aspects of Nepal and the energy and what you two as a collaborative bring together. It's it's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And so I want to talk now a little bit about daily home practice, because I know you guys are big with that and helping people create that for themselves. And I know where we're at in the world today. And, you know, I mean, there's always something going on in the world, right? But I mean, the last year and a half, we've obviously been in this pandemic and we've been at home a lot. So it's really given people that opportunity to perhaps reach out and, um, and explore a home practice. Or if not, it's time to, because home practices for myself, I mean, it's how I center myself and balance myself and cleanse myself and prepare for everything I'm doing. So I would love for you guys to share some ideas and home practices that you use yourself as well as what other people can perhaps adopt for their own home practices that would work for them? Well, we feel that to stay healthy and heal, you need to be calm, mindful, and present. Um, Home practice is essential before you start your day. If you have to shorten it because you're busy, then you shorten that home practice. But you, we never leave the house without doing some kind of home practice. Um, breath, I would say, is most important. So um, if you don't like yoga um, and it's not for you, you can do a lot of breath work, pranayama, uh, without the asana poses. Mm -hmm. Um, We stay with our practice for 30 days. We feel that the body um, needs at least 20 days to remember and to assimilate into the process of healing. So we picked 30, some people say 20, 30, 40, it's all around that time. Um, And what we do now is, uh, of course, we are rock hounds, so we incorporate our rocks into our crystals or gemstones into the practice. Um, We start with uh, our singing bowls, um, and we clear the space with singing with our singing bowls, some people clear their space with sage or some other process. And then we hold our gemstone. I like holding a rooting gemstone. Um, It's very helpful for me, but Andy might hold something different. We stay with that, even that gemstone for at least 30 days. And we do an affirmation silently to ourselves. We repeat it three times. Um, then we start with our meditation and at the end we do yin yoga at our age yin yoga is more important for us um, 
because um, we need to stretch. We need to stretch. I would say that stretching at first is not as much fun, but it's very beneficial. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really, you feel like the freedom in your body. And also yin yoga is very meditative too. And that's what we gra- gravitate for. When we recommend uh, home practice to people, uh, we give them suggestions because there's a lot of passion and empowerment into choosing and creating your own home practice. Mm-hmm. And we want we don't want to take that away from people. We want to suggest, but we don't want to take that away from people. And when you have passion, you move through it, you stay with it. Uh, you just feel good. <laughs> totally agree. And I love that uniqueness because everyone's individual. So like you were saying, this between the two of you, the different rock that Andy may hold may be different than what you want to hold, Pam. And that's because we're all unique. And so that's exciting. And so do you help people actually create a, um, a home practice or how do you do? I mean, is that part of what you do? Yes, I really focus on my website. I focus on yin yoga. Mm-hmm. So um, and then from there, we go into what other aspects of home practice you like because some people prefer prayer to meditation right uh, right or they want both mm-hmm. um so then we focus on other aspects that you might like singing bowls and sound healing is very important to us uh, we are sound healers um so if people want to incorporate that into their practice andy teaches that online Okay. And we make, yeah, we make sure that people um, can play because a lot of people say they can't play, but they really can. It just takes persistence and time mm-hmm. and just feeling comfortable with the bowl. Like rocks and gemstones, they talk to you. The singing bowl talks to you. Um, that's it it's not it's and it and it becomes a conversation and the conversation becomes more fluid and fun that's right. yeah 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 i have found too that all bowls have an energy to them a uniqueness which is interesting because it's not like a product like you know the rock is of the earth but well i guess the bowl is a metal from the earth right so and it's created is that how you guys feel about it too <laughs> Uh, each singing bowl is is a unique treasure. Um, mm. we, we, we've been to the factory and watched the craftsmen make them. Beautiful. And you see the traditional practice where they heat up the metal and then they hammer it and they turn it and they do it so rhythmically mm-hmm. and um, so much love and energy goes into the bowl. It takes a long time. Mm-hmm. And there's some bowls called full moon bowls they take months to make because they're only made during the light of the full moon for the special energy. Wow. Uh, and we have a, a really large collection of, of contemporary and antique bowls. Mm-hmm. And an antique singing bowl uh, just is, is, a, is a real treasure because it's been loved and played, you know, for ages by other healers. So uh, it, they're, they're magical no matter, you know, whether you get a modern handmade bowl or an antique handmade bowl. Beautiful. Oh, I, 
I mean, the times I've done sound healing, I just absolutely love it. Whether it be the, you know, one of the Tibetan bowls or even one of the, um, of the glass bowls, you know, like one of the chakra bowls. I mean, well, those are our bowls, actually crystals, you know, the chakra crystal bowls. So sound healing to me is divine. There's nothing like it. It's just, it, it can transport you. It can shift your body energetically, physically. It is amazing. So I'm so excited to share with my listeners that you guys have this beautiful website called the Indigo Sanctuary that they can go on and they can check you out and check out your offerings, your beautiful, um, you know, your crystals, what you've created by your hands, and also these beautiful things you've brought in from other sources in Nepal. So I'm super excited about that. And well, you know, one thing I want to talk about too before we're finished is giving back. So we do so much for ourselves and we, especially in the West, I mean, I almost have tears saying this, but we're so blessed and we're so, there's so much, we have so many opportunities here and we have so much abundance. So giving back is so crucial. And I know that you guys have a passion for this too. And I know one of them is, you know, giving back to two beautiful young ladies in Nepal, as well as the clean water fund. So share a little bit about the passion you have for this. I'm, I'm literally filled with chills and it's, it's a big deal to give back. Well, we try to, to sense our gratitude and respond to it. We're, we have gratitude for the world we live in and for the universe. And the universe shares its treasures with us. And as part of that union, we want to give back. So we, we are very interested in, and we active in supporting environmental advocacy groups. Mm-hmm. And this year, the Clean Water Action Group is the group that that we've selected, but we do support others. And that's really important to us. Um, Also, recently there was a a young man uh, who I learned about, we learned about, who was collecting money to buy masks uh, during COVID for people in India. And uh, we were really happy to support this this young man's amazing effort. Um, And we, as far as giving back to Nepal, we we have a feeling that we really do like to be respectful of the communities that we work with Mm -hmm. and treat everyone fairly and um, just give back, as as we said. So we uh, make sure we have profit sharing with our partners in Nepal Mm -hmm. uh, because they're part of what we do and we couldn't do it without them. So we do profit sharing with them. And as you mentioned, we pay for the education of two young girls in Bhaktapur, Nepal, because we feel strongly about education and education for young women. Definitely. And all of that is on your website because that's how I found it. So what you're, what I hear you saying is that occasionally you do shift to maybe a different organization every year or something to give back. Is that correct? Or we add to it. Oh, add we to may, it. Oh, beautiful. Okay. We may pick yeah. up another one. Yeah. 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 Well, that's beautiful. Cause like I said, I think that's a lot of what's missing today is not only the, um, you know, the acknowledging of how much abundance we have in the West and, and the, you know, the gratitude for all that we are able to accomplish and work on and, and, and share in the world as a service, but yet to give back is just that full circle. So it's beautiful. So I just really want to acknowledge that with both of you guys and how much it really, I felt it when I was looking at your website and what you do. So Thank, thank you so much for that. Thank you. And I hope that 
the people listening and for myself too, it really um, enhances and and gives us the opportunity to think about giving back in our in ways that you know really warms our hearts and and you know fills us up because that's what it's about really. It's about you know just giving back, but having that energy of the full circle and the fact that you know um, I can be blessed and so can other people in other places and and supporting that. And we're all connected, without a doubt, hundred percent connected everywhere, <laughs> energetically everything, the whole everywhere, all definitely connected for sure. Well, I want to leave with one last thing I want to ask both of you from your unique perspective, because I believe that we're all unique souls. We have unique journeys, even though there are times when we come together as soulmates or partners in, in business or whatever it might be. But as for our uniqueness, I want you each to think of one key for the listeners that you would like to leave with them that will help them bring more enthusiasm into their life. Um, well, I can start. I think the important thing is to trust your inner voice and let your inner self come through and not worry about what other people may say or what your conscious skeptical mind may say. Just be true to yourself and let that authentic self shine. Beautiful. And uh- yeah, yeah, it's so it's so true. And your authentic self will shine naturally by doing home practice. You won't even have to try. It'll just flow. It really will. And um, really take care of yourself. Sometimes you need to slow down. You have to have that discipline and tell yourself, I need to slow down. And um, that's it's really important. And I guess past- what comes to me when you say that, Pam, is that and if you don't slow down, things will make you slow down or the universe will make us slow down. Right. I mean, all that we've been through, there's a reason why everything happens and kind of time to come back home and take a little, you know, breather and and get that home that home practice going. Right, guys. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I want to thank both of you so much for coming on today and sharing your beautiful service, your gifts in the world, and your love for what you're doing. And as a team, because I know how it is to have a soulmate you work with, and it is just amazing. So thank you both so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank we appreciate you, so. you. Yeah, we do appreciate you. And all of your information, your social media, your website, how to get a hold of you will be in the show notes. So everyone can check it out there and go and check out the Indigo Sanctuary. Pam and Andy's beautiful work in the world. And um, I wish you both well. And thank you. Thank you. you. That was amazing sharing with two beautiful souls in the world from the Indigo Sanctuary. So if you enjoyed this enthusiastic sharing, please spread the enthusiasm with others. And don't forget to subscribe because I have a new episode coming out every week. And also just remember that life is too short to not be enthusiastic about your unique journey. Believe it or not, when you arrived back for another life, you were enthusiastic to be here. If you've lost that enthusiastic feeling, well, there's a way to reawaken it. It's by embracing a bigger spiritual picture of your life as a soul and igniting the feeling of spiritual freedom within. So if you are ready and needing some more enthusiastic mojo for your life, 
Follow the link in the show notes where you can access a free video series created by the Wayshowers College and start recapturing the enthusiasm you have within for your unique journey.